Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This is our league, and this is your league. Broadcasting from the 55-yard line in Japan to the shores of the Great White North and everywhere around the world on Gridiron America Radio and the Sports History Network. Welcome to the latest episode of From the 55-Yard Line. It is Dave, myself, Greg, and it is Fran with us. Fran is back from Atlanta. Um, We're going to talk about in this episode. And today's episode, we're going to do about an hour here of Around the Leagues, talking minor league sports. And uh, maybe by the end of this, we'll talk a little, I don't know, maybe we might give our picks for the Super Bowl, but I don't know about you guys, but... mm. If there's a way for both teams to lose, I'm all for it. Dave, well, if I go, Dave. Oh, sorry, Dave. Go ahead. I will. I will go with the American Football Conference and go Kansas City because the AFL being a being from Buffalo. So, and Fran, going, going old school. Well, well I'm going to go with the 49ers because I, I I can't deal with this Taylor Swift nonsense. The good thing is, I I made a post on Facebook. Uh, Asking the invited to a Super Bowl party and one of my friends is dead. So at least I mean I'll be distracted by food. I can't drink because I'm gonna be driving, but I might play a drinking game where I might do a shot of water every single time Taylor Swift is either mentioned or on t- or seen on TV. And I just want to prove a, prove a point on how many times that happens. That'll be my fun ch- my fun thing to do during the game for our, our stats for next week. Uh, I will bet you it's less than three times. Mm. I think well, I think it I think there's gonna be a point made. That it's about the game. I think you'll see something mm. pregame. They have three hours of pregame. Wow. But I think once the game starts, I bet how here's another here's a side bet. You'll okay. see uh uh was it Donna Kelsey? Was it their the mom? You'll see the mom more than you'll see Taylor Swift. That'll be fun. That'll be fun to discuss whenever um that'll be and, fun to discuss. Yeah, looking forward to it. And man. there's a, there's also a wild card in here. I mean, Brittany Mahomes is the new SI swimsuit cover girl. So Ooh. a lot of talk about that too. And and, uh, and, and, and if the uh and if the uh Chiefs win, we'll have to see if Disney gets on the bandwagon where Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift do the Disney World commercial, and we'll see. When prop it, if Travis Kelsey gets on one knee and proposes to her, and if they lose, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Taylor Swift goes bond with her because, and, and my theory that the publicity is over with. We'll, well, see, we'll, we'll find here, out. Here, here's my take: is I've been kind of watching, and actually, there's a, a Japanese element to this too, mm. because obviously she's got a concert in Tokyo. I think tonight. Wait a minute. Was it yesterday? I don't know. I'm losing track of days here. It's weird because I live in two times. It literally. I live in my clock is set for here and 15 hours behind 
back in the States, back in Chicago. So I don't know if the concert was, I think the concert was last night. So, so anyway, so my point is, is I am enjoying all the fake white male outrage about her and everybody on social media. My take on it is, you know, uh, to quote, to quote, to quote the, the wife of the late Sonny Werblin, as she said to Joe Namath one time, Joe, football show business. And that's what it is. So, you know what? More power to them. I mean, if it's going to bring in more fans, the NFL has figured out how to keep a younger fan base. And this is uh, this is just kind of one thing that fell in their lap that they're milking it for all their work. Can't blame them for for doing that and to me. And Greg, uh, a lot a lot of the angry guys are, come from their single guys that are, are still single and they're bitter because of this whole entire t- Taylor Swift thing where, I mean, I mean, the, 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 they're pity that girls never gave them any attention and now they're just, I, I, I'll, that's uh, Colin Cowherd's theory and I'll agree with that. Well, I mean, they're, I'm, I, I just don't get the, why all white, you know, it's and a lot of older white dudes too. It just, it just, it's fucking insane. It's like, yeah, oh, my take on it is listen, the world's changing. Either get on board or get left behind. Dave? It really shows you how few people actually left over at Cal and Cal, uh, Ka- Kaepernick. Right. Because, right. It was, I don't know if you, if you guys saw the meme of, uh, of Taylor Swift going, I thought you guys are worried about me. I thought you all left when, when Kaepernick took a knee. I, I, you saw it because I posted it. You did. Okay. That's where you I, I, saw it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess it was, it was the funniest thing. I, I'm, I'm laughing. That is absolutely perfect. That's like a chef's kiss to this whole thing. So you yeah. never left football. You just need to be outraged again. Yeah. Well, before we, before we, before we move on, let's, I'll, I'll give one prediction that everyone's going to agree with. This will be the highest race people of all time. Yes or no? Uh, yes. Mm. I, I think a hundred percent. Good. I don't know. You know what? I would I would have said yes if the Lions were going to be in it, but with mm. the 49ers in it and the Chiefs, I mean, we've seen this. We we've seen this before. It's an, I don't I don't know. I mean, very. But then you got it, the whole it, you know Swift the Swifty. We'll see if that won't, Swifties. Yeah. If, but, come on, we had the most fun non Super Bowl discussion without going into the game. Now let's let's go on to more fun if, stuff. And if the Lions, maybe. I tell you what, if the Lions would have been in it, there'd be a lot more talk about the football side of it. So, oh, thank um, God, I wish I, yeah. I, I'd be into the game. Otherwise, I uh, otherwise I uh, I'm glad yeah. I'm glad I'm, I'm not watching at home. Otherwise, I mean, I'm getting I'm I mean, the game comes on early in the morning here. Mm. My wife's actually going to get up with it so she can oh, watch good. the whole thing. And she's like, "Aren't you excited?" I go. Eh, the lions aren't in it, so you All know right. I'm gonna watch again. It's I'm an American, gotta watch the Super Bowl. That's yeah. that, that's that's you know everybody has to watch it. And Every, with the commercials it's required. It's re- it's like watching baseball here in Japan when Japan is playing internationally. The whole country actually. And Dave, you remember last year when we were oh, yeah. sitting doing a podcast? Yeah. When Japan won the, uh, uh, you and I were sitting doing the one of our podcasts and. Uh, that was when Japan was playing the U.S. and it was, uh, you know, Shohei Itani uh, struck out Mike Trout. I'm like, you know, it was baseball is much much bigger here than football is in America, and it's really hard for people to understand that. But on that day, I would say about 100 percent of the population was tuned in either on television, radio, or if they were working 
people were checking their phones. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's phenomenal. So, and, and we will find out which we'll have to vote for the three of us, which is the best Super Bowl commercial. We'll, we'll, we'll you'll find out down the road with us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I haven't seen any of the previews. I might hope Me either. So we'll, we'll, we'll be surprised. We'll find they're, out. They're awesome. Mm. I, right, I said, yes, I, I did that USA Today link every year. I watch the ad meter. So I watch them all ahead of time and rate them. Really? They've outdone themselves. I, I sent you guys a link through USA oh. Today. You I'd rather be I'd rather be surprised. I'd rather be surprised. I'd rather be surprised. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll just I don't want it. I don't need to know what's going on beforehand. I'll just be surprised. I got um I got one question though with the commercials. Mm-hmm. Does Progressive have a commercial? You have to watch and find out. Damn. And I mean, also just, David, they, one one more thing. Isn't it the, the three Taylor Swift theme commercials? That's what I heard. Is that true, David? No, no, they're okay, oh, thank God. okay. What what they're doing is is they're getting a lot of they're getting a lot of brands who are who are looking to target the Swifty crowd. So you're gonna see younger brands, more people taking uh I think more people taking risks. I think um I, I I think they're I think they're better than ever. I, I tell you, I, I I love them just as much as I like watching the game. My wife's working Sunday night. The kids go to bed around 7.30, so I'll miss maybe the first maybe the first quarter, but I'll be able to watch the rest of the game just myself. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's going to be and it's the second Super Bowl I've watched early in the morning, so I just want it to be a good game. I hope yep. the Chiefs lose. If I got to pick a team, I want the, I want the Chiefs to lose. And But then again, I'm not a 49er fan either, so it's like, yeah, if there was a way for both teams to lose, it'd be awesome. Well, I'm a for Jets fan, so I, I don't care about either team. So, uh. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. You got <laughs> it. That's a whole show unto itself, Jets fan. You, 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 you missed miss the five seconds, Aaron Rodgers. That's you – know, come on. I, 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 what's, what's, I'd rather talk about uh, – not stuff we hate. Let's go on. <laughs> Fran, you're you're an AFL guy. You gotta go Chiefs. You're if you're a Jets fan. Well, okay. Well, I just want a good game. I mean, uh, go Chiefs. I mean, let's let's go Disney and Disney commercial. Let's see let's see marriage proposals. Let's see lifetime movies. Come on, let's let's milk for every dollar it's worth. Come on, it's, it's gonna go on and on. Let's, Take a tape parades. We're, we're on, gonna man. have to have we have to have Jason Kelsey shirtless chugging beer at some point in this in this Super oh, Bowl. Yeah, you yeah, can't let that go. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of Chiefs winning. At least let, let's give it to the to, to the no name, uh, Mister uh, Irrelevant. Let, let him win a court, Let him win him uh, win a game, and then make a fortune uh, on his next deal. Bankrupt the 49ers, and then they'll suck for years, like every team does when they pay their quarterback. You heard it here first. I, I, I sat through 20 years of the Patriots. I, I'm okay with a, with five to 10 years of the Chiefs, as long as it's not the Patriots. <laughs> I agree. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Let's All go right. On. Well, on that note, hey, Fran, let's let's, uh, let's talk about your la- your latest article with Around the Leagues. Tell us what is going on in the world of minor league sports. We're going to start off with a fun topic for you guys to, uh, to actually to enjoy. And we're going to start off with, here we go. Here we go. The NBA all-time three-point leader, Gold Seat Warriors guard Steph Curry and WNBA single-season three-point record holder, New York Liberty guard Brennan Nesky will compete in the Steven versus Sabrina first ever WNBA NBA three-point challenge that will take place Saturday next Saturday. We'll have some fun at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Sort of all-star Saturday night. 
Steven versus Sabrina will follow the, I'm not going to mention the sponsorship, three-point uh, shooting contest. Curry will shoot the NBA three-point line basketballs, and Nusky will shoot the WNBA three-point lines. And then they, we'll see what happens. But what do you guys think? Is it fun? Is it compelling? Is it going to be very the slam dunk contest? Is it the best thing of All-Star Saturday night? Guys, what do you think? Dave? I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I will watch it. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be different. I think a lot of these all-star weekends are are dull. Um, they're not with the nah, – I'm not saying with the way they used to be. That, that I, I don't mean it that way. But you don't have – I mean, I, oh, it's such a cliche. 20 years ago, all the top guys would be in the three-point contest and all the top guys would be the dunk contest. Now this is their way for leagues to expose you to up-and-coming stars or, or good players, but – I, I like it. I think it's going to be compelling. Uh, David, it's, it's David one question. Did, 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 I hope, Greg, did, did you did you guys watch this, um, the Anescu's um, three-point shooting last year? That was off the hook. It's on me on video. Check it out, Nick, um, fans, when you want to go to R-Sport Central. That, 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 that shooting, that 37 points was insane. That's what set up this thing. So, Well, is this more kind of like a, another, you know, for lack of better, you know, for historical Battle comparison? Battle sexes? Battle of Sexes. Yeah, Battle of Sexes. With, yeah, Billy J. With, King. With, that's the person I interviewed. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. well, on a more on a more fun note level. I mean, there's no women's rights things involved in this nonsense. There's no. I mean, it's more. I mean, I, I mean, not the old C.C. Corral being involved in this nonsense when, when he was involved in that movie. So it'll be fun to watch, entertaining. And the thing is, if you don't watch it, you'll still be able to see it on YouTube. So that's the place to get to get your stuff. It'll be fun, entertaining. And I'll I'll watch it. I'll DVR it and enjoy it. Whenever if I'm home Saturday, I'll watch it. That'll probably be the best thing of the night. Three-point shooting stuff for the NBA stuff is fun. The slam dunk is hit or miss. It could be good. It could suck. We'll find out. Okay. And uh, next up, we got the the G League. What's going on with the G League? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss one topic briefly. Memphis Hustle, um, the guy who won his 100th game, uh, you know, Jason March, congrats to him. But uh, G League is, is developing well. But one thing I'll discuss briefly, which um, what's your take about the uh, – the um, Phoenix Suns being the only team in the in the, in the NBA NBA um, not to have a G League team. Do they need one? I mean, this it's about time they get one. What's your take on that, Dave? I I defer to you on this one. Honestly, I I don't have an issue with if they don't um, if they don't want uh, if they don't have fourteen players or eighteen players that they need. Um, I mean, they probably have two or three tucked around where they need them and. With expanded rosters of 14, 15 players, I mean, honestly, you're only playing, if you're looking at the box score, seven, six, seven, eight players a night. So to have to have 32 players under contract, I can see why they don't. Um, I, I, mean, I think I, I think they did have the Arizona team. I think they once they get the right market, they will, because they, they definitely will eventually. They're probably waiting. And the thing is with these minor teams, the problem it goes two ways, uh, David. I mean, either you have to win, or you have to, or you want to develop talent. And some of these leagues, I mean, all they care about is developing talent, and then the then the then the fan experience is terrible. So you, I feel you got to well, do a combination of both. Here, here's well, my, here's here's they, oh, go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. So here's my yours? take on just the team in Phoenix. Okay, just you know, I don't know how much time you guys have spent out in Arizona and in, in Phoenix. I've spent you know help last five years five years of my navy career was spent out you know on a monthly basis out there um 
you've got the whole Phoenix region, so that's obviously the Suns territory. It's a huge region. But the problem is, is at least in my opinion, that, okay, so where are you going to put the team? Is the team going to be profitable? The only other major city in Arizona besides the Phoenix metro area is Tucson. And Tucson, I mean, they, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they have figured. I don't think they have a place where they can really put a team and for it to be bottom line wise successful or worthy the cost. So that's just my take. I mean, maybe there are other re other things to factor in, but putting a team in Tucson, um, you know what? I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Tucson's an awesome place. If I were to play basketball, I don't want to be living it. It's, it's beautiful. It's actually cooler than Phoenix, but well, the thing is, Greg, there will be a team. So eventually, eventually, they're going to put a team. We'll just figure out where it is, and when it is, it'll be discussed on the show. Okay, and uh, moving on here, let's talk a little. UFL. We're going to go United Football League. We're going to. We're not going to talk about some 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 schedule that. Nah, we'll, we'll talk about the Houston Roughnecks. They will play at the iconic Rice Stadium on the campus of Rice University. Rice Stadium will be a great home for the Roughnecks, and we can't wait to deliver. A phenomenal football product with the fan experience in the H-Town, says Ross Brandon. I'm glad he's involved running the UFL, not some other guy. Rice Stadium has served as home field of the Rice Owls since opened in 1950 and a rich history of pressure football as well. As well. The Houston Oilers played their home games on the campus from 1966-1968. And six years later, the stadium hosted, I think you guys, one of you guys were alive for it, Super Bowl Eight between the Miami Dolphins and the Minnesota Vikings become one of the only four conference venues to host the NFL uh, championship game. The facility also served as a practice facility for the Atlanta Falcons before Super Bowl 2017. What you guys think about all this information? Houston playing in Rice. Is the team developed? Is it going to be uh, worse than what they played last year? And how many years are they going to be stuck in Rice? Dave, what do you think? I, I think that's their only option. Yeah, but definitely, yep. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be there. I mean, it's okay. I, I guess. I mean, looking at the fact that this is the option that they have, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it, yeah, it, they can't play. It, they can't play gonna, with Texas play. They can't play with Texas play. No, because Texas will want millions of dollars, and and they're not going to give the UFL bone never. No, but I mean, it, it it's one of those things where there's the capacity is big, but it's not. It's still manageable, um, and obviously. It, being a, a college, being a, a predominantly a college stadium, um, they're probably getting it for a good rate. And that that's the bottom line with, with, with all this stuff is the dates you need at an attractive and affordable price. And hopefully and they're plus, probably plus, get, plus, get the, plus get the college kids to come to the games. Give, you know, that's a, if you're going to use that stadium, the thing is, my question is, when's the last time this thing's been renovated? This thing's almost, what, uh, 75, 80 years old? Well, that's find out, yeah. Well, I mean, my so take it, on it, it is it opened in it opened in 1950, so it's yeah, not it's it. not it's not a new stadium. It's just a, it's just a it's just a, a stadium that it keeps on going going and going and going, and 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 Rice will never get their own football stadium ever again. This is their baby for centuries. Well, also too, I mean, like I said, they honestly, I wouldn't be. The question I have is, they could have played in Jepson Stadium too. The old Jepson Stadium. Mm, what's that? Mm. That's where the Houston Oilers first played. Mm. That's uh, a high school field. And um, they played the first AFL championship there. 
if I'm if I'm remembering my AFL history correct, Dave, am I wrong? Am I off? Are they, oh, they played? They, play, they 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 played it in Houston. I just um yeah, it was. It I, was I literally just watched that AFL video last week. Um, yeah, no, the they, they definitely played, played from, it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, they definitely played in Houston. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, they played. Um, they played there from. I've I've got you know. I hate even going to Wikipedia sometimes, uh, but. Yeah, they played there. The Oilers played there from 60 to 64 before yep. they moved into Rice Stadium. Um, it seats actually, let's see here. 32. Right now, Looks like 32,000. Yeah. So that was my, t- my take on it on the whole, on the Houston team, the Roughneck slash Gamblers, because it's kind of a hybrid team anyway. Yep. Um, they're playing here, they're going to play it at Rice Stadium. And then next year, let's just see if even the UFL is even around, if we're going to have a discussion about, because, you know, if history is any guide, there's a good chance none of these teams will be playing next year. So they're only going to be well, my- playing five, five home games anyway. So eh, it's, you know, the question is, and I'm not familiar with the Houston area, never been there, but where is Rice University located? Is it, a, is it easy to get to? I mean, those are all the things that factor into these stadiums and, in attendance and everything. So, well, my question for you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys um, make what's what, what happened. Give like an average attention thing the guys they're going to get for these games. I think it might be a little bit lower than because it's Rice Stadium issue. I'm hope I'm wrong, but what do you think? What do you think they're going to get their first game in Rice Stadium? I'm going under ten. I uh, me too, and fans will be crying about it on social media because they complain about everything. I'll, I'll, I'll go 25. Okay. Ooh. I'll, I'll send you a beer if that happens, man. Come on. But I, 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 I'll, I'll get Amazon Prime, but I'll send you a beer. Come on. Okay. No, I, I think, I, I think, I, I think people are going to be, hmm. I think people are going to be surprised at the, at the start. Um, I, so, I, so that means, that means this league's going to do something besides, they're gonna actually do marketing. They're gonna. They're gonna. I mean, I see some marketing. Are they really gonna go marketing? Marketing? Are they gonna go team presence marketing? We shall see. Well, it 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 comes down to we we have a an idea of what the XFL lost. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously the the USFL did, didn't close, so they're in the year three now of of what their economic model was. So. I I I think there's going to be a I th- I think there's going to be a pretty big financial push to get to get to get over the hump this year. I, I think we're gonna I think you will be surprised at the amount of focus on football that this league is going to have. And David, one question for you, David: How much is this in- involved? Free tickets being given away. You worked in teams. How many free tickets are going to be given to make it look better than 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 it is? What do you think? There'll be a there'll be a combination of things. There always are. Like you can here, here's an example. You have um, your sponsors, and, and it's how you honestly it, it's how you put them into your how they are um, accounted for in your financial side. And part of it, say, it, it part of it is, is they get tickets to the game. I know that I've seen that. Well, I, I run and, sponsors at these games. Well, and 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 that and that's some of that too. It's like if you have a Lexus Lexus dealer, and they're the uh, preferred car dealership, they they might get a hundred tickets for a game. So how do you 
Like, how do you, you equate that? Yeah, there'll be a combination. They'll be doing, hopefully group sales is going and they're, and they're doing some things, but it, it won't, it won't be some random guy standing at a corner with a thousand tickets, just handing them out. Um, Good. There, you, there's ways to, to target. I mean, they have mailing lists, both teams, the gamblers and, and the roughnecks when they were going, have extensive social media and marketing and hopefully email and contacts that you're, your group sales, you're plugging away, you're inviting people out. Of, of, cor of course, there's going to be more complimentary tickets for this first game than you might do for a second game or a third game because you're looking for a pop. But it's a it's a pop with a hopefully a positive end on the back end of this where a crowd, the bottom line is a crowd attracts a crowd. And, and if you put the work in, you get a good first week crowd and the game's entertaining, you're going to see it. You're, you're going to see it week two. You're going to see week three. But if you roll in like Orlando did or Las Vegas did, you're just going to be swimming upstream the entire year. Oh, yeah. Good point. And also, too, before we continue on, I stand corrected. Old Jepson Stadium is now the Houston uh, where the University of Houston plays. So obviously I was, you know, they're, you know, they're not using that stadium. They're not going to be using that stadium. I was thinking oh, well. Stadium oh, well. was a, com a completely entirely separate stadium, but Jepson Stadium was torn down to make room for the current uh, University of Houston Stadium. Why does that say, Greg, about you? Even, even Babe Ruth strikes out every once in a while. We'll, 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 and we'll move on to a topic you guys are going to love. And the CFL, baby, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers announced the, the club has uh, agreed to a one-year term, one-year contract with, wait for it, Chris Trebler. Uh, 29 years old, returns to the Blue Bombers after spending four years in the NFL, suiting up nine regular season games and during those days with the Arizona Cardinals and, and New York Jets. But good news, he got a pension. Trevo also spent brief friends with the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Trevo first signed with the Blue Bombers in 2018 and um, following the sudden retirement of Derry Durant and injury to Matt Nick uh, Nichols near the end of camp, that made him the first ever Straight from college, quarterback to start from week one CFL since Anthony Calvillo and the Las Vegas Posse's. Um, that we'll see how long that, that that's a crazy team we can talk about in another show for the Blue Bombers since um John Schneider in 1968. So um, what did what do you think about Chris Schneider come back? Is he going to get get a chance to play? Will he be starting? I mean, CFL quarterbacks get killed in this league. What do you think? Is he going to um, play 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 as well as he did? What do you take, guys? He's going to. Well, let me let me field this one because as as I was looking up Strebler, and I've watched the guy play for years, I did not realize he is from my home. He's from my my home area, and played at uh, played up at Marion Central Catholic up in Woodstock. Um, you know, Chris Strebler, he's a great third down in the CFL. He's a great third and one quarterback. That's bottom line. I mean, he's good, and that's what he's going to be. He'll always be. He's a he's a running back. That's really all he to me. That's all he's yeah, ever done. Yeah, but he can throw the football. I mean, he, he helped to win yeah, great cups. The, 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 the guy, the guy, the guy can, the guy can do more. The guy can contribute. To, I mean, the the um, rollouts. He can he can actually help the team. And I think there's no guarantee the quarterbacks can, can even last. Well, so I think but, he's going to be involved. We'll see what happens. Yeah, he can throw the football. Let's just to get to this level. Yeah, you've got to be able to throw the football. But in the CFL system, he has made his name. A name for himself is a third down as a fullback. It, really, that's what he is. He is the guy that get on third and one or third and two. Or, um, 
give the ball to him to punch it through, to punch it through, to pick up the first down. That's what he's known for. I mean, the one game he remember him playing for the Cardinals, and I'm a huge Cardinals fan. So when he got the starting nod, to me it was quite a you know I was happy for it because I'm like okay let's see what he can do. He didn't. Uh, maybe it's just. I mean, he's been. Let's let's take a look here. He's been with the Blue. Well, Bombers. Craig, when when you get a chance, he's, uh, let me let me let me Google let me, Google Boomer comments on the CFL. That one, okay. people went crazy on that. Well, I remember that, but my point my point is here. So he's got he went. So he's with the Blue Bombers from eighteen to nineteen. Went to the Cardinals for two years. Really never saw the field except once. Uh, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Jets, and now he's he hasn't really he hasn't done anything. What Chris Strebler is known for is taking his shirt off during uh, a Grey Cup parade. That's what he, that's what people remember him for. Now, is he a good quarterback? You know what? To get to the pro level, you got to be able to sling the ball. But the problem is he's never been in a position where he's been able to show off his skills. And when he got the starting nod for the Cardinals, uh, you know, it's the Cardinals. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't. He did a serviceable job, but. He just hasn't given, to, at least in my opinion, he's not been given an opportunity to really show what he can do. Going back to Winnipeg just seems to me like, okay, he's going to go back and do what he did. And I like the guy. I'm a fan of his. But I don't recall him ever making a play with his arm. So we'll see. But, you know, with the CFL, you'd never know. And the way the court, the way they they go through quarterbacks in a season, he's going to get a chance this year to actually, I think, hopefully show his stuff. But if that happens, then that is, you know, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't bode well for the Winnipeg team because that means they're going to be struggling and I doubt they're going to make it, you know, to a fifth straight Grey Cup. So that's just my take. So I'm happy to see him back still playing football, but I, again, I've only seen him play as a, as a running back and, is, is a fullback, and that's really it. So, well, Greg, well, Greg, I'm happy with that with that um, analysis. I mean, uh, Dave, if you have anything to chime in, otherwise, we'll move on to the next topic. Well, I'll chime in, but I yep. think uh, you can cover this next week. I think there were two signings uh, that occurred in the last couple of days that are bigger than Strevler at the end of the day with uh, Boris Beatty and uh, AJ Olette. Um The the slowly dismantling of the Argos. As the, as they're as they're rolling through this off season, so um, the, and we kind of saw knew that was going to happen. They signed all yes. these big names, they got their title, so it's just kind of the natural progression of things. It is, it is, but it, it's still like it's still like it. I was I, I wasn't surprised by beating. Actually, they signed the kicker already, so they're that you knew that was. It seemed like that was a plan, but uh, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I was a little surprised by Olat going to the Rough Riders. To be completely honest, I. Uh, I honestly didn't. I I didn't see that one coming. I, I honestly, um, you're always losing players every other every every season, losing something. But I I'll be honest. I wasn't. Uh, I, I didn't see that one coming. I I I thought. Um, I I thought he put himself in the very good position to be a a huge part of that offense for years to come. He's only 28. It's not like he's so old. Right. But that's all. I, that's all I had. But uh, again, CFL's coming. Looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to chiming in with you guys. And I'm hoping CBS Sports Network actually does more games and uh, 
they don't hide everything on the app that people don't, don't really want to uh, go out of their way to follow it. All let's right. move so on to before, the whoa, 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 whoa. before we move on here. Let's let's give me a little side note here. Let's yeah. talk about CBS Sportsnet and watching the CFL on TV. Yeah. Um, for people who are out there, don't waste your money on CBS Sportsnet or picking up an extra cable package. Mm-hmm. By yourself, get a VPN. And with a VPN, change your country to whatever country you want outside of the United States and Canada and watch it online for free because Good. that's how I watch the CFL. And if you're tech savvy enough, there's a way to cast the the games from your phone to your smart TV. And, mm. you know, people are interested and listening that want to know how to do that. Feel free to message us at our message. You can message us, but I'm kind of in tr- control of the, uh, the, the Twitter account. Um, message us at from the 55. We'll talk. I'll try to work, work, work it through with you. And, um, because I know the messaging works because obviously we got a little, we got a bit of a, we got some, we got some mail this week. We'll just leave mm-hmm. it at that from, uh, a certain media, a certain, uh, a certain news hub Troll. type UFL media outlet. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to leave it at that. So well, but yeah, um, feel free well, to reach. Feel free to reach people listening. Feel free to reach out to me uh, on the technical side to how to set up a VPN. It's really straightforward. I think I got Dave Dave hooked up here, but mm-hmm. yeah, don't waste your money on, on cable or CBS Sportsnet. If you know, and same with you, Fran too. If you don't know how to do it, we'll talk offline and I'll get you set up because the VPN is how I watch American sports over here. So anyway, enough said. Well, 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 well Greg, I mean, I mean, Greg, I mean, start um, doing on Twitter that if you listen to the show, you're going to save some money. People will be listening Gaga with the stuff. Come on. That'll be, that'll be if people actually listen to podcasts. You save money on, on, on watching sports. Come on, man. That's every sports fan's dream, especially the people well, that listen to our show, because basically they love sports and they don't really have right. much of a life outside of it. Well, the hard, hard part of watching sports is it's become, and you got to be a little tech savvy to, mm-hmm. to, to find your teams now, too. I mean, it's just straightforward with apps and everything. <laughs> everything if everything were on youtube life would be good but it's not and i know the ufl in fact i was reading through your article about the tv stuff for the ufl that all the fox games are going to be on the fox sports app okay well that's a conversation that i'm gonna have to have with the three of you offline as to how i'm going to access the fox sports app but we'll talk later so but anyway moving on to the arena football league and this is one where, where, where Sam Shady's going to love this topic because he loves this league. But when, and if he listens to the show, we're going to get some more angry hate mail. Marking the national return to readers across the country, AFL begins a new chapter as a league. Minnesota will be front and center with a brand new team, mission and organization, the Minnesota myth. Yeah, the, the league's been a myth so far. We'll kick off season one against Nashville Cats and week two hosting the Philadelphia Soul. The missed season will consist of 10 games. Five away, five home. Wow. An iconic, wait for it, Target Center, home of the NBA Minnesota Timberwolves and WNBA Minnesota Lynx. Regular season games will be played Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Hey, man, Minnesota's back in the uh, – uh, I would have I gone with Fighting Pike, but hey, man, they didn't want to spend money on the trademark. Is it going to work? Is is people going to work in Minnesota? Is, does anyone even care about this league besides one person? Enough, what do you guys think? Dave? I'm in. They're in major. Mm. I love it. I think it's great. More. Okay, well, 
So well, uh, I want to see your right. I want to see your right article about it. For, uh, I, there's nothing out there, Dave. Fran, yeah. the more teams means the more players getting paid, means Good. more staff getting jobs, Good. means well, more arenas being used in communities, Good. means more concession workers are getting hired, more Good. more food is being eaten. Yes. You know what? The big thing was when the AFL went away, all the people in the indoor arena football crowd going, if the arena football league comes back, they need to be in big cities, they need to be in big arenas, and no more of this podunk town, the small things that arena football is. So it took a while. The myth are going to take on the financial burden of playing at the target center. Good for them. And that's the way I look at it. It's like they are, they're doing what everybody has said that teams need to do to be taken seriously. So now they're in a major city. They're playing in the biggest facility in town. Now they're looking for the fans to come and support them. And so, Ricky Foggy's coaching the team, the local Minnesota boy. Ex- exactly. I think I think this is this is a this when you try to draw it up, it's perfect on what you want. Now, has the league made missteps getting to this point? Of course. Of course they have. I'm not going to disagree with that. But I will I will give all three of these leagues, four of these leagues, the benefit of the doubt that they're trying to put the best products forward because they're trying to get people and sponsors to come on board with this. So are, are there going to be, are there going to be some issues? There probably will be. There isn't the IFL. There is, there isn't the NAL. All these leagues are going to have their issues because they don't have unlimited pockets. They have a finite amount of money that they're willing to spend and how they're going to use it. And, they, and, they, and a lot of them operate on a shoestring. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's interesting just talking about this. Uh, the other day I was listening when I was at the, at the gym on the treadmill, listening to an older episode of good seats still available from the end of the, at the end of the year where Tim sat down with, um, Paul Reese and a couple mm-hmm. other guys and talked about, and my, my actually, boss. <laughs> yeah. And actually was talk. It was a great discussion. I haven't, I've been, I've been kind of casually following what's going on with the arena football league. None of it, obviously, none of the news has been, how should I say, encouraging. Earth-shattering. Earth-shattering, but even encouraging as to, to you know, where this is going to go. So, yeah, I'm in I'm in with it. I'm going to watch it if I can watch it here. Um, hopefully, I'll probably tune in more to the Indoor Football League because their games are on YouTube. But if Well, David, I'll ask you this, David. I mean, since, the, you're, let, since you're... Let me... Let me go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. But if the Arena Football League is able to deliver on the promises that they've been making, yeah, and uh, apparently they're planning on playing their first game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right after, right when the NFL draft ends. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. I will see. the The jury's out. The jury's out on a lot of things about spring football. But the yeah. one thing we know, indoor football, whether it's the AFL, the IFL. I mean, these leagues have been around for a long time, and I got a feeling that they're going to continue for a long time. So, Brand, go ahead. I apologize. I, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, maybe David knows. Maybe maybe you know. What's the mystery TV parties? I heard Amazon Prime, NFL Network. Do you guys know anything? I mean, I haven't heard anything from Sam Shady yet, so I don't know. I mean, his expert expert on what TV network is going to be covering this league yet. I haven't seen anything confirmed. I've heard no. rumors, nothing confirmed. I haven't seen anything. So, well, and 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 here's the thing: it, it's not going to be. I mean, it's not going to be a major network. 
So that's you'd have to have that out eight months in advance. That's why the XFL had such horrible times. So obviously it's going to be some kind of streaming or it's going to be some kind of um, cable network that's going to be able that that is able to move around programming or they would have to have time slots done six, eight, ten months in advance. NFL network. So, I mean, I, I heard, I heard they're doing. Are they doing? A, I heard like a Thursday night game or something. There, there's like a game of the week game every week on NFL Network. I heard Possibly. something. I thought, Possibly. but, but if but the thing is, here's a great example. If that NFL Network deal comes to fruition, that has to be a humongous feather in their cap. The great NFL exposure, and we can get yeah. ratings. We we can talk about ratings on the show. That's nice but, for change. But I mean, even. I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people get the NFL Network. I'll be honest, I don't get the NFL Network. I do. Really? I no. do. Ha ha. I, I, I can watch it. On my, I can, I can watch it on my phone. I, mean, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, but the thing is, it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I think, I think they're, they're going to have a couple different places, and I, I like the idea of, of, of monetizing and utilizing YouTube. I think the NAL and the NF, the IFL did a really good job of that. I mean, and I, I mean, I know they, I think the IFL announced they got a three-year deal to have their championship game on CBS sports network. But as we talked about with the, with the, uh, the USFL and the CFL, I'm not sure how great that is. Like I, I watched I mean, it last year. I mean, I mean, Vegas is it's weird not, in Vegas. The, the being on that network, not the game yeah. itself. I, I watched that. I saw, but I'm being, it, it's, it's a hard network to get. But unfortunately, um, Dave, everybody, uh, the USL Championship, um, USL League One, and, and I don't know what these USL Super League soon, but that, that's the discussion down the road. But they're 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 sanctioned. They're going to be big time. We'll see what, what networks come on their their way, like with the NWSL. But we'll see that for another show. Yeah. Mm. Well, listen, guys, real quickly, Fran, tell us what's happening in the world of hockey, and let's talk about your trip to Atlanta as we're well, uh, approaching well, the end. I mean, we, we'll, we'll skip on Savannah Ghost Pirates. Well, let's go on to – let's see what else. Um, let me go down one second here. Um, let's um, – PWHL 3 on 3 that was entertaining. Let's go to a topic. I'm going to – one second here, one second. Lionel Messi. We'll talk about that um, next year. We'll, we'll talk about a, a topic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about it. Brooklyn Football Club announced a multi-year agreement to play its home games at Mayanami's Park, the longtime home of the New York Mets um, minor league affiliate, the Brooklyn Cyclones. The news coincides with the Brooklyn Football Club USL League agreeing to USL Championship to the highest level beginning 2025. Wow. So, what's your guys' take on this? I mean, Brooklyn gets a team. They're probably in USL League One. I see him moving up the USL USL League Championship. Brooklyn's a good market. They're playing with Cyclones play. I mean, baseball, stadium with soccer. David, what do you think? I mean, many teams do it. I worked for the arguably the seventh most successful uh, professional soccer team in the mid '90s that played at a baseball stadium in Rochester, New York. We outdrew four or five MLS teams at the time. So. It happens. I know they don't like it. I don't think there'll be a there'll be a long term solution, but it'll get the ground. It'll get them off the ground. And if baseball is truly not coming back there, there's going to be some money that needs to be spent to tailor that field to the the size. That's going to be the biggest issue. Is it's going to be small. It's going to be narrow. You're gonna. It's going to be noticeable. It's probably going to be eh, probably about 15 feet narrower and about 25 yards shorter. 
So it, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be tiny because that's what baseball stadiums do. But if they have the money, they'll see if they can get the crowds. Um, there'll be somebody that need to be spent. And if it does well, they'll need to build something bigger. Bottom line. Well, but- well also another breaking story. Um, the Brooklyn team has a USL Super League team as well. I'm hoping the Charlotte team. I'm hoping the first matchup is Brooklyn because I get my Brooklyn tie being from Brooklyn. If not, I'm probably going to go to a Charlotte home opener and a game against Brooklyn. I have to give Brooklyn some love. Finally covering a game, you know, Rars for Central in 23 years. So that'll be fun. And as far as them, though, I see them moving up the USO Championship after they get the established fan base, and they can cover North Carolina FC games against Brooklyn. That'd be fun down the road. And my take on it is, I you know, since any game, really any game I watch is going to be on TV. I like the aesthetics of a soccer field and a baseball bar, baseball park. Same way with football. I grew up on that. So, but uh, yeah, you know, I agree with Dave, man. You know. You got if you got a stadium, I mean, it's you got to use it. So, if not, and uh, so the Brooklyn minor league team are they going away? No, the same. The baseball the team cyclone. Staying. No, no, are the, the cyclones gone away? They're staying. That... They're, they're in the South Atlantic League. They're sharing the uh, the facility with those two soccer teams. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and, all right. And, and, and one brief topic: what, what Brooklyn Nets? I mean, um, you, uh, should they have changed their name or should they rebrand? I thought they should have rebranded with that. What do you? What's briefly? What do you think? When, when the Nets came to Brooklyn, I, I think they should have rebranded something new and original, but teams don't want to spend that money. Keep the Nets. It's a, it's a, it's a brand. It's a, it's Dr. J it's the Nets. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I think there's a strong history uh, with that. I think sometimes we get the urge to change for the sake of change. And I think that's a, a wrong, a wrong direction as, as well. I mean, well, many yeah, Lakers, LA Lakers, remember that? I mean, the Lakers meant nothing in, uh, in LA, but they kept that name and that worked. Yeah, but you know the Minneapolis Lakers going to L.A. I mean, L.A. is part of your team, so it's the L.A. Lakers. I mean, that's it, to me that was again that was Sorry. actually before all our time when when they made that move. So, but when you look at name changes, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets have always. I mean, they were the New York Nets. They've always been part of New York. So changing the team name to Brooklyn and keeping it wasn't you know it's. I'm happy to see they brought. There's you know I remember when the Brooklyn Nets changed their name but i didn't know about it and i was watching tv i heard some brooklyn like wait a minute what did are we you know did i what did i miss and then i saw wow okay so it's cool that we have a team a newer team called brooklyn for the you know and they've been that way for a while so you know it would have been interesting had the had your jets decided to you know Build a stadium in Brooklyn? Would they have been known as the Brooklyn Jets? That would have. Been I would have. Cool. I would have loved the Jets. I, I hate the, Jets, the Giants just sharing a stadium. But I mean, as far as like with that Brooklyn uh, Arena is, it's in uh, downtown. It's, it looks it's so awful down there. I've been down there. It's not the safest of areas, and uh, yeah, I'm. Ha- I mean, the thing is, the Islanders had to deal with that nonsense for year for for years. Yeah. That's. I mean, but I'm glad they, they had their own thing now too. But let's. Uh, yeah. What one, one, one last yeah. question for Fran. Should the Dodgers have changed their name when they moved to Los Angeles? Mm, I guess. Well, come on. That back then, I, that's, I, 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 uh, based on what they've done now, nah. Let's just, let's just, let's just, be, it, it, let's just, let's just be lazy. Let's just be lazy. I mean, well, uh, team name, team rebranding is very tricky. Oh yes, it really oh, is. And it is. You know, unless it's defensive, you can't. Um, no way changes it anymore. Well, <laughs> the rebranding, obviously, the Commanders and the Eskimos, Guard- Guardians by outside. Indians, 
it was in the yeah in Cleveland was outside forces and people got upset because of that. Now again, this is just my take, but the people that were upset about these name changes were old white guys. I think the vast majority of people, listen, you're rooting for laundry. Ultimately, you're rooting for a logo. Team rebranding, um, you don't lose fans. I think you actually gain fans when a team rebrands over time. Um, and those guys that are saying, I'm never going to go to this and that. Well, maybe maybe a certain, maybe the, we're going to be talking to um, uh, Superfan Mike from the Turf District podcast this year. So we'll have a, you know, we'll have a more in-depth discussion with him about the whole rebrand because I haven't talked to Mike since well it's been a while and since the rebrand so but did did the rebrand cause the rebrand did not cause the Edmonton Elks to basically suck as a football team there was did no, the attendance drop David did the attendance drop the attendance dropped because they're mm-hmm. awful because they're okay, awful. That's good that's good they, they, they didn't win a game like they went. 18 in a row at home. Like, it, that's why people didn't go. It had nothing so to do with the name change. Nothing to do with the name change. That's good. Absolutely uh, good. Nope. No, people are get upset about a name change. Again, it goes back to what I said. Old white guys getting all pissed off on social media, got nothing to do. I'm mm-hmm. never going to go to this and that. You know, dude, it's, you know, again, the players don't care. The players could give a shit. They just want to play and get paid. Yeah. So the only people that are getting upset about a name change are guys sitting around the house, like me. You know, not I don't get upset, but my point is, and I'm old, I'm an old white guy yep. sitting in a a man cave here. Those are the people that get upset. Now I think you know when it comes to name changes, there have been some good ones, some bad ones. What really kind of gets me going are the uniform changes. Mm. Like, dude, enough. Those are horrible. That to me is the bigger issue. But that's a whole nother subject. So anyway, Fran, moving on here. Let's uh let's talk about your trip to Atlanta. I gotta oh. say, guys, um, it was probably one of the most amazing, unexpected trips I ever did in my life. I got the vacation experience. I got the sports media clobbering spree. Paul changed the name to that. I'm like, I know he wasn't gonna use that <laughs> the name, but and I got some blast from the past friend accounts. One resulted in me having a now wait for an iPhone iPhone 12 Pro. I went for iPhone 8, so that's kind of cool. I mean, our son uh, had the 15. I got a hand-me-down. Now I have a phone where I can Zoom with you guys anytime I want. But let's, uh, it was it was fun. I mean, it was a, uh, I mean, it was fun. from all levels covering non-football leagues. Wow, Grant Carter was non-football. Yes, he does. Um, but let's, it, it was fun. I mean, we'll first start with the Pro Bio Federation game. That was, that was kind of cool where like the day before, I'm like, they had this mystery news. I'm like, uh, the mystery investor, what's going on? Is it some politician? Please no. But it was Paul Millsap. That was kind of interesting. What do you, what's your guys' take on Paul Millsap, a local land guy being involved with his team? And it gave the team a little extra exposure. I love uh, it. I, I think I think I think more outreach needs to be done with uh, all all minor league teams with established stars in their community because a lot of these guys are staying. Um, I, I think it's just, it's, it's great. I, I think it's, 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 you're, you're getting that cross brand from the player where, he, where they're playing now. Um, and then that financial support and stability you need to, to influx that organization with money. 
Yep, I agree. I agree. And just for people curious, the ticket prices range at the Atlanta buy frame from twelve dollars to the four season volleyball. Come on, one hundred sixteen dollars. That's you're so you basically can touch the players that price. So I don't want people complaining about that. And another fun thing we'll talk about, but uh, indoor arena football. When the ball is going sand, you can keep them. But the football federation, Dave, uh, volleyball is going sand. They must be returned. Uh, is that fair game in a league that they want to they want to make sure they stay on budget? <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's fine. I mean, that's part of the the part of the mystique of the arena football. They 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 position that years ago. That was their drawing card. So I have no problem. I mean, there's only so many volleyballs that I mean, I don't know. Plus, it, it's not plus, like a, a football plus, plus volley a volleyball is more apt to get bounced in the stands anyway, the way that ball's bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, it's, you're you're gonna give them what fifty volleyballs a game? Like it every, every time there every time there's a spike or a block, a, a big time block or a big time spike that balls in the crowd, you'll you'll go bankrupt just just uh, supplying balls for people. Yeah. How would and you as far and, you... and, and, and as far as like um like um like uh, the, the the crowd had sixty one hundred fans, but one of one of these people was amazing. I'm just walking around being friendly. I, I mean, the, my media seat wasn't the best in the world, but the thing was, I was just so happy to be at that first ever game. I mean, I, I'm talking to one fan, and um he was wearing a Georgia Swarm cap. I'm having a friendly conversation with him. It, it turned out to be <laughs> wait for it, Georgia Swarm forward Shane Jackson, 2020 NL MVP. That cut um he had in 12 games, he had 31 goals and 42 assists. I'm like, obviously, a friendly conversation. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm covering the game for Arms Pro Central. Are you uh are you covering the game the swarm game tomorrow? Of course I am. It's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm like, and then I look at the stats, I'm like, I spoke to a 2020 NL MVP. My jaw dropped. That was one of the most amazing moments in my in my uh sports in my sports writing for Arms Pro Central, just running to a player like that, be just being friendly. How was the attendance overall? You went to how many games? I went to three games. Was, I mean, the, I mean who did, you, all you, who did you see? Who did you see? Who which games I, did you go to? I the, the the first game I had sixty one hundred fans, which was good. Which game was that? That was the pro viable game, and and okay. Dave, and, and Dave, you uh, you watched the game. What's your take on that briefly? I thought it was exciting. I, I thought it was a great production. Um, like I said, I'm I'm very impressed. I I I enjoy it. Um, I hope it, I hope it is able to sustain. But from what they're doing so far, it's a it's a great broadcast. It's entertaining. Um, I'm in. I like it. And what's what? take on I, I, one thing I loved was the ATL chance of the bottle. I don't know who came up with that or fan, whoever did that deserves a you know, marketing uh, executive of the year award. I mean, that that was amazing. A T L. And I mean, the, the game tonight I was watching some of ATL chance. That stuff is off the hook. No other team does that in this league. And who who else? Who did you see the next night? The next night we're going to go to the National Cross League, you know, the Georgia Swarm, and that and. Uh, that was kind of fun. Where ticket prices range from twelve to sixty-one dollars. Uh, that get, that was so much fun. Where I get a press pass, I'm like, uh, where am I going to be going? I'm like, uh, they gave me a press pass, and he said, oh, you can you can walk anywhere you want around the arena. I'm like, okay. So I made the most of it. Another person would have sat one seat the entire time and just no. I ran around the arena all over the place. It was so much fun. Where before where, the where, game, I where was I the game? Ahead, guys. Where, where was the game at? Uh, yeah, South Arena, Sam Arena, as as all three of these teams. Oh, okay. Sam Arena. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Okay. And yeah, so, um, how was the attendance for that game? Well, this game I'll tell you right now. Um, here we go. Six thousand nine hundred fifty-seven fans. Yep. Oh wow! 
12-11 wow. overtime game. The game was off the hook. It was, I mean, the National Recrossing games, I didn't realize how good they were in person. If that's the case, I would have gone to more games earlier. I mean, I basically ran around the arena, got close to the gold action. And the thing is, the sports music was iconic. The, the Bulls music, that, that music is so iconic, that entry, that entry. All the sports team music, the, the the play on the field, the action. And then, like, during, like, the fourth quarter, they had, like, the concert with the Sweet Caroline stuff. I mean, that was amazing where they just had that uh, – Everyone had the cameras out. I mean, I'm from Raleigh, so I love that moment. And then, like, uh, and then the game went into overtime, and they won. The, the public dress announcer got the team all pumped up. I gave him a nice little mention in my story, and he thanked me for it. So that was kind of cool. But it was a, uh, it was fun. And then uh, the last game you went to? The last game will go to the um, ECHL game. Where, um, the uh, here we go. One second. Uh, the uh, Atlanta Gladiators game, and uh, what, what what became intriguing to that was um. The rumor of the of the Atlanta wanting NHL team. Before we get into that, what do you think, guys? Think will Atlanta get will Atlanta get one, or is NHL not even going to expand? No, Atlanta's not going to get one. They failed twice. But you think money talks? You think you think you so you think it might happen? I I think whoever comes I think whoever comes up whatever number the NHL decides to or the NHL decides to go with the number of teams, whoever ponies up the money. Because they got, they're gonna, they're gonna, oh, they gotta figure I mean, out. That's a good, that's a good point. I just they gotta I, figure out where Arizona is gonna go or what they're gonna do with Arizona. Um, that's a that's a possibility. Uh, but you're gonna need somebody who's gonna willing willing to put two three billion dollars down, and then put together an infrastructure. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think they're willing to go back. I think they're willing to go back to Atlanta because of the size of the city and the TV market that it brings. Yeah, well, that's a good point. So I, I don't think from all the cities I've seen, and I think the NHL does expansion drafts the best of any league to help you put a competitive team on the ice. And I think that's, Vegas, yeah. Seattle, look at those teams. I mean, Vegas yeah. won a Stanley Cup and Seattle played good. Look at that with yeah, the, the I think, game. I think, I think I think the days of the NHL putting expansion draft and Ottawa winning nine games is over. Like that was that was only 30 years ago. That was in 93. And they won nine games. They that, of course, which is going to be which uh, the topic of which is going to be a great conversation when we sit down with Howie Mooney to talk exactly. about his Ottawa Senators. So yeah, that's a uh, that's a tease for uh, our our episode for next week. And, um, and, and as far as the hockey, they had sixty seven hundred fans for nothing, but a couple of fun promotions. Uh, the Kiss Cam. Uh, Dave, what's your take on that? Is, does it work? Is it popular? I mean, should it be every single league? Uh, kiss Cam briefly. Depends how much money you get for it. It's a sponsored thing. A, de- a dentist. A de- <laughs> how much does a dentist sponsor for minor league sports? <laughs> well, well the, the, the dentist is paying part of a package. So he's getting a program ad. He's getting an in-game promotion. He's and getting seats. tickets. Yeah, so that that means that doctor is probably putting in fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars. So that's remember his 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 um his his name is going out there every game. It's that promotion. It's probably one of the funniest promotions that they do. We had we had when I for one of the teams I worked at, we had it promote we had it sponsored by a radio station that had Kiss in its name. So it's a Kiss ninety eight point five Kiss Cam, perfect. So. It, they're they're getting money from it, and that's why they're doing. It. That's why Chuck a puck with all these different things. It's monetized, and that's why you do it. 
I'm a trucker pocket. I mean, it's a building jackpot. I mean, and and the person actually won that night, and they got five hundred bucks. And the dance camp, fifty dollar gift card. I would have done it if it was a, if it was a gift certificate. I wanted, but I was afraid it was gonna be something in Georgia I wasn't gonna be able to get involved with. So I would have I would have won that easily if I if I wasn't so tired of running around. But it, but all in all, it was a fun experience. And then the attendance dropped the following day, where South Carolina dominated the uh, um, dominated uh, this, um, uh, Atlanta six nothing in, in front of. 4,525 fans. Um, you know, Sunday tents in minor league sports, it always dips. You get the church crowd that, that wants to go to church. Sunday tents, is, it's just not, you have to have it. But what do you think? Sunday got Sunday games, they good, good for minor league sports or not? You have to do it, friend. You have to. You need, you need, you need, you need to play. You have to. Yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at you're looking just like the American Hockey League that I worked in. The East, the East Coast is a family a bus league. So you probably played at home Friday. You're like, for, they have that Atlanta team. I bet you they they probably had a because of the issue of the arena. They probably had a road game Friday, road game Saturday, home game Sunday. The and the thing week, is, I think is people don't realize they play they play multiple games um, to save money. So they had a game Saturday and Sunday. And one fun fun point, I ran into some Saint Ray fans, and they told me twenty five or thirty fans came up Friday for that lacrosse game as well as the two hockey games. So they got their money's worth with three games at a four and a half hour drive. I mean, that's you come up, you have you, you get you get you get three sport, you get three days of sports, and you and you uh, that's that's where you get your bang for your buck with this ECHL. If you're going to travel being a fan, at least you see multiple games. Yeah, but the Stingrays have been around for 25, 30 years. They have a 90, 93. Yep, they have a they have a humongous following. They they used to be the farm team for the for the American Hockey League team I worked for, so I'm very familiar with the franchise. So, um, they're. They're they're they they love that team. They support it well, and they travel well. That's the fun part about minor league hockey, um, because it's the the bus route. The people travel. They 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 do it, and they 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 make the most of it. They're a good group of people. I did. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's but uh, it's funny with minor league hockey. If you think about it, kind of following on what you said, nobody's ever made a a, a movie about major league hockey. Minor league hockey, Tons, not only is shot. the most entertaining to me, the most entertaining brand of hockey, but you know, like I said, they don't, they have never made a movie about the NHL, only about the minor leagues. So, yeah, yeah. listen, guys, before we wrap everything up here, wanted to touch base, wanted to get your thoughts on the Hall of Fame, who got elected to the Hall of Fame, because I got a couple people that I got my thoughts on I want to give. So, release the um, list. Yeah, the the thought the the list got out. Fran, any... can, can you can you can you share it? Uh, I I've, I've had a busy week writing. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Then I'll go. I'll go. I'll I'll defer to Dave. I'll defer to Dave here because the list came out and I paid attention to two names. So, Dave. Well, uh, um, there is uh, was it Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, um, Julius Peppers, uh, Steve McMichael, um. Mongo wrestling. No, we can't, Randy, we can't make we can't make that wrestling. Randy Gratishar and Patrick Willis. That's the okay. show. Any thoughts on I got I'm gonna I got thoughts on Hester and I got thoughts on McMichael. So I wanna grab I wanna grab those two, but floor is yours on the other guys. Andre Johnson, I mean is he the uh wide receiver with the Texans, I believe? Yes, he is. Oh good. I was thinking about Andre Reed, but that's not that's not he already, he's already in the Hall of Fame, but uh Good sele- selections. Uh, Hester, I mean, come on. If you're going to put one guy in special teams, well, now, yeah. that, now, now that's irrelevant. But we'll, we'll, let me, we'll, let, we'll let Greg that. Yeah, let me, let, me, let, me take, let me take the Chicago guys. Yeah, I've go got, ahead. 
I've got Go some ahead. definite thoughts. But Dave, Go ahead. Dave, your thoughts though on who about some of those guys? Any anything in particular? I will I will uh, defer to you. I will I will keep my comments to myself. Okay. All right. So here's my take on a couple things. Okay. Devin Hester, it's great to see a bear, you know, from the current, you know, from the 21st century bear make it. I think he's him and Brian Urlacher, obviously. Brian Urlacher being the other one. Hester was a Hester was a phenom in Chicago. It's one of the it's interesting because he was a very popular player. He was kind of a jack of all trades. He's very good, very much a utility player. I mean, he was only really known for obviously, you know, making those returns. And the most memorable one I saw was against the 49ers in the wind when the 49ers were going for a long field goal. And that wind gust just brought the ball in. Hester grabbed it and ran it all the way back. That to me, I think that was kind of the start of the legend of, of Devin Hester. But unfortunately, that skill returning the ball didn't translate into success elsewhere on the field because they tried him at wide receiver. Uh, he was serviceable, serviceable, but it just, it just didn't work, but it was great to see him go in the hall of fame as a special teams player. Cause we've only had a couple guys go into the hall of fame, Ray guy being one of them on special teams. So that's my, my opinion on, on Devin Hester. The other one is a lot more near and dear to my heart. Because it's Mongo. And if anybody who's listening to this podcast, I don't even know if you guys know what's going on with Mongo, but Mongo's dying. The health, health, health conditions are Mongo are, are is, awful. is literally yeah. on death's doorstep. And glad Steve, happy, yeah. Steve McMichael, he, you know, I when I used to drive to and from work, I used to work in the south in the southwest suburbs and I used to live in the city. So I would always drive by his restaurant, uh, McMichael's in Romeoville. He was also the head coach of an indoor football team called the Chicago Slaughter, uh, larger than life. And he was kind of on that Bears defense. He was kind of the, even though he was larger than life, he was big into wrestling. You know, he made a, uh, you know, he did wrestling for a little bit after he retired, but he was a guy that never got as much credit as I think he deserved on that defense. So it's nice to see him get in and know about him getting in before he passes away because the the last few images i've seen come that've been posted with it's just it's just it's heartbreaking with 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 him so um i even mentioned it to my wife cuz when the news came you know we were here and both our watches chimed at the same time and i'm like oh my wife's like who who is that i go no and i she goes and i told her i go you know, he's dying of ALS. Greg, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. What's that? Um, does he still have a good relationship with his ex-wife Deborah, or they really hate each other? I mean, they mend fences. Oh, I, I mean, have no idea. But his current I mean, I've got, I can remember. I remember he was a tree guy involved with Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And one thing I, I will, from the wrestling standpoint, I guarantee you, a lot of wrestlers are going to be at the Hall of Fame ceremony, which might even get more people to come. Those casual, well, those that are still alive. Well, I mean, I mean, some of those guys, he has four horsemen. Come on. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, the, you, I mean, Ric Flair will be there. Definitely doing his woo. Yeah. But with McMichael, I mean, he's just a Chicago legend. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's I very, know him from the wrestling side. Yeah. It's it's very sad to see what's happened to him. Sorry. And it also goes to show you, too, I mean, more, you know, there's um, the chances of you dying from ALS seem to be much greater if you're if you play in the National Football League, much like dying young if you were a wrestler 
you know, your chances of dying young. And, and Greg, let me ask you one thing about the Chicago Bears, the 85 team. How come they couldn't win more than one Super Bowl? What the hell happened to them? They could have had a dynasty. That defense was awesome. Why did they just train right after one year? Come have on. You eh? see, have you seen the ESPN documentary about the 85 Bears? I mean, I, I saw a Super Bowl shuffle. I mean, with uh, no, Gary the, Fenton, the, 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 docu- the documentary. It's a whole lot of reasons, but bottom line quarterback? is. Quarterback? No, it wasn't the quarterback, but the bottom line is you had injuries. But you also had a team that became a bunch of individuals. In the second season, they lost Buddy Ryan. And Buddy Ryan, you know, I mean, Buddy Ryan basically was the – there were two head coaches of that team. And without Buddy Ryan, I mean, you actually – but we, they weren't as good. Even though their numbers statistically were better on defense, they weren't as good. In fact, I remember I was in college watching that first – that 86 season going, they're just not as aggressive as they used to be. And that was a tell. So, but yeah, there's, there's so many reasons. And even Mike Dicka would say, you know, at, at one point, I have won, to, at, we should have won. Have to, let me, go ahead, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We, Mike Dicka said we should have won more. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's sad, but it's nice to see him get in the hall of fame now before he passes away because, um, I think about Ken Stabler when he would, you know, got in after he passed away. I just finished up reading uh, last month writing, um, not not writing a book, reading the book on the snake. So anyway, and one more point what, about one more point about the AFC pool. It's embarrassing that Walter Payton didn't get a rushing touchdown. Fitzgerald Perry did. That's yeah. embar- that the guy's whole family. Yeah. Come on, I mean, Payton des- deserved that touchdown. Well, what I mean, it happened. Well, t- Payton, go ahead, Dave. I mean, the next season the team was was. Made of individuals, Ditka did not like Walter Payton. Like there, there was, there was a, there was, there was a rift there. There, there was tension. Maybe that's why. That that's what I that's what I've read and that's what I've heard that 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 Ditka didn't want to give Payton that touchdown. I could be wrong, Ooh. but that that's what I heard. And like what what I've heard on my end, and this is coming from Ditka, what we've seen on TV, he wasn't paying, he wasn't keeping track of who was getting what, so. Yeah, Peyton should have got the touchdown, but the thing is, when Peyton died, that was heartbreaking for a city. So, you know, to compare, you know, Walter Peyton owned city Chicago. Michael Jordan, when he passes away, yeah, it'll be sad, but there will not be the outpouring of grief for a guy like MJ that there was for Walter Peyton. Also, considering the way, the circumstances in which he died, too. It's just, it's interesting being a Chicago fan. And and, and, and and LA fan Kobe Bryant that's, that's Dave, heartbreaking Dave, too. Look, friend, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. And, and with and with Walter and Walter Payne too, it it wasn't his personality to say something. He wasn't wow. going to. I mean, he he played his whole career. I mean, you you could probably I bet you I bet you the majority of people have never heard him speak. Like would not right. would not know what Walter Payton's voice sounds like because he did it on the field. I mean, yeah. that's what he, that's what he did. I mean, I'm, I'm approaching 50 and I, I played rugby in there. I started playing rugby in the early nineties and um, it's funny, but I, the way I learned how to, to play rugby was watching video, watching video of Walter Payton run. And if you ever heard him explain to you um, how he took contact is he, his main goal was I'm going to carry the ball. I'm going to get lower than you and I'm going to drive you up. And you're not mm-hmm. going to tell me. And it was, it's amazing. If you ever, I mean, the video is probably 
40 years old now of him talking about how how he ran the how he looked at playing football keeping himself um injury free and how he looked at it going I'm not letting the linebacker or the safety hit me I'm going to hit them first right. and it, it's really really yeah. amazing listening to him he talk was about a dev- how he played football he was a devastating hitter and you wouldn't ex- wouldn't have expected that from a guy his size but he yeah. was in such shape. I mean, he and the other people think people forget about Walter Payton is that he could chuck the ball. Mm-hmm. He played emergency quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, one game, I forget the game. I'd have to go in pro football reference to see. But there was a point in time where the Bears, this is back when the Bears had Bob Avellini, Mike Phipps, and Vince Evans. And for whatever reason, all three got knocked out of the game or weren't able to play. And he stepped in under center for at least a few plays. And, uh, but he was just, yeah, Walter, but yeah, that was, but with Mongo, you know, you know, I mean, I, I would not, I don't expect him to last a year. So it was good to see. Uh, well, guys, hey, listen, uh, Fran, go nice. ahead. Oh, hey. one more last, one more last question. Uh, this is the first two bowl you remember watching. I remember the first, the first two I remember watching on TV was the uh, Bengals and the uh, 49ers and Pontiac. They're, they're, Amazing goal line stance. What's your first Super Bowl you remember watching, or did you watch them all, Dave? My first Super Bowl I remember watching. Um, I would say Raiders, Redskins, um, Marcus Allen, Mar, Mar- um, Marcus Allen's run where he came around the end and did the cut. That was awesome. And came up the middle. That's probably the first one I remember really sitting and watching period yeah for me it was super for me it was super bowl 11 matchup vikings versus raiders mm, it wasn't that was much a game. Of the game but it was more the spectacle the next year um you know the spectacle and the game obviously it was super bowl 12 and i was rooting for the broncos and there was just something the way the light of that superdome you know even though it was bad for nfl films at the time doing the the um, filming the game on TV, you know, something about, you know, back in the seventies, the way those lights shined off those helmets, just something about it still, you know, that's the one thing I remember about growing up in the seventies and watching NFL football. Dave, um, how about you? Do you remember watching, remember those old games in uh, the Texas stadium? Oh yeah. yeah. And especially, I don't know if you remember, but when the Vikings would play, cause there was a period of time where the Vikings and the, the Cowboys were always playing for the NFC championship or yes. the Rams were, it was just one of those two, but there was always something about the way. And I've seen this mentioned on Facebook. Other guys have said the same thing. Yeah. Just something about the way that Texas stadium light shined off those purple helmets. Because, guys they, blood. because they came over because they came over to stadium. Yeah. It was just, it was cool. Were, it, was, it was cool. I mean, if you watch TV in the seventies, you would see the opening to Dallas. And you'd see the flyover of, of the stadium, and they had that little small patch that uh-huh. you could see the field and those lights overhang. So they were almost right above you, shining off the helmets, which you didn't have. Everywhere else was that back and, and coming down. So yeah. that's what it that's what it was. It, it's the way the stadium was set up. Yeah, it was just it was just so cool. It just yeah. you don't you don't see that anymore, just the aesthetics and everything. So you, you don't miss that horrible astroturf too. Well, that's true. I mean, I mean, for us, it was cool watching it, yeah. but the players took a pounding, obviously. Oh. So listen, guys, on that note, let's wrap things up. And uh, for everybody listening, thank you very much for tuning in. 
And uh, next week, uh, our plan is to be bringing in uh, our guest, Howie Mooney, to talk about his up-and-coming latest book, which, uh, and if you've read his first book, I always, not his first book, actually, his first book is out of print. But we'll talk more about that first book, because that was about the Ottawa Rough Riders. But his second book, uh, I whenever I see Howie's second book, I always smile, because I'm the reason why the cover is the way it is. So, but we'll get into that conversation next week with Howie. So, Fran, any last words? Absolute pleasure, guys. I love this show. I mean, this is a dream come true to do the uh, uh, we, um, week around the leagues, the audio version. My show, it's only going to get my column bigger and bigger. It even makes me want to work harder to find the best videos, the best news, the best analysis. And now it's going to platform where you can get the, re- the, the 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 written version and the audio version with expert analysis on uh, on the big topics, not just the every little news segment and, and plus the Atlanta trip people, was how, off the hook how, and how can people find um your articles r sports central if you want go to r sports central go in the original section you'll see 23 years of of stuff you'll find stuff that that might appeal to you Real football league tons of leagues world team tennis a little bit of everything because guess what i'm not just a football guy I, I i brought i stopped that about 10 years ago so i'm happy to be doing as many sports as I can, because uh, the other bloggers, if the UFL folds, they're going to have nervous breakdowns. We'll see what happens. Well, they'll all become CFL fans, you know, or and, or uh, we're football, whole, or, or yeah. we're football fans. There we go. Yeah, there's plenty of football. There's plenty of other football besides the spring American football outdoor brand. And and for everybody looking to reach out to the show, Dave, myself, or Fran, um, you can go. Really, the best bet is, and as we kind of. Fe- figured out found out this week the best bet for you to get in contact with us is through our uh our twitter account at from the 55 mm-hmm. you can follow the show you can message us right there with that said though if you're going to message us uh, and you can be critical which we actually i i appreciate i appreciate when people you know say hey you know you got it. i do appreciate that but you know we speak our minds we speak our opinion listen if you're a news or you know if you're one of these many, many, how do I want to say? Let me, let me, let me, let me gather my thought. If you're one of these many sites, news, news hub type sites that is covering spring football and you don't really like our hot take or, you know what? That's great. Disagree with us all you want, but please, if you're going to write us, sign your name because I can't, it's hard for me to respond if I don't know who the hell I'm talking to. Because I'm just at this point assuming, hey, if you're reaching out to me from a, an organization that's been known to use bots to write articles, I kind of got to think I'm replying to a bot here. So, by well, all Greg, means, one thing I'll tell say, me, uh, let me let me ahead, let me sure, let sure. me finish. Um, so, if you're gonna reply, if you're gonna hit us up, hey, leave your name and share some of your articles with us, so you know we can prove us wrong, prove prove. You know, educate us, help educate us so we can be better at doing our job. And in turn, hey, you know, we'll, uh, you know, try to learn. So we will sign off here and uh, we will be back next week. And like I said, we're going to be talking with Howie Mooney. And um, but yeah, no, feel free to message us with any 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 comments, questions, critiques, what have you. Again, I'm I'm kind of the I'm, I'm in charge of all replies. So listen. I appreciate your your input, and you know if we say something that might offend you, well, I'm going to apologize in advance. But bottom line is, we're kind of all in this together. We all love sports and everything. 
But if you're a reporter out there, you're a blogger or something, our suggestion, and, and the three of us have talked about this, please just be good journalists, ask hard questions. Don't be doing what I saw in national security circles with intelligence reports doing what we call circular reporting. Be original, write a story. And if you've got an opinion and, you know, back it up with facts. That's all we ask. So listen, on that note, thank you very much for listening. And hopefully you'll tune in again after that diatribe on my part. Uh, <laughs> but until then, this is uh, Greg with Dave and Fran signing off. And we will be talking to you next week. Like I said, we got Howie Mooney coming on to talk about his book upcoming book and we're going to be talking all things canada so uh get back to the roots of the show so thank you very much again lastly thank you very much for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye this is ralph Guillaume of the russian redskins introducing hail to the redskins This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.